Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another Cryptomaniacs podcast. 202, man. We're at episode 202, Task. And Task, uh, for everyone listening, uh, Task lives in a beautiful part of the country where uh, apparently it's very warm all day, every day of the year. He likes rubbing it in uh, to, to those in, in the, the colder climates that he was out walking today, you know, without a shirt on, you know, like. No, showing today off. I had to wear a shirt. It was a little chilly. Oh. So I had to wear a T-shirt. I didn't get, you know, that all over tan, uh, you know, but you know, we adjust, you know, it is the price we pay for not having to deal with the tundra like you do. The ton, the frozen tundra. Well, yep. I, I saw snow owls flying by my house, so there's the, that. The only snow we have is the remnants from Miami Vice era and the cocaine. That's the only <laughs> snow we have floating know. around here. Very good. Uh, this poor poor guest of ours is going to have to deal with this madness that is the show. Bob the Builder, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, first time appearance, so uh, we don't do anything special for first time appearance. I wish we had some type of... But Task might do a dance for you. I don't. He gets I didn't get any paper to well, make confetti. I, I, I think John, <laughs> maybe we should start a new tradition for this hundred. Any new guests on? Why don't we open it up where they give us our their view of Ethereum and MetaMask to kick off the show? So, my view of Ethereum and MetaMask. <laughs> Be careful, John may throw a keyboard at you from where he lives. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, I'm honest fan. and. I am honest. So if you really want to know, um, I I appreciate MetaMask's ability for me to be able to click on a website and, and connect to it. That's what I appreciate. And I appreciate that when I send crypto, that it receives it for me. And when I send it from there, that it gets to where it's supposed to go. That's what I appreciate about MetaMask. Uh, Ethereum. I appreciate that it it took Bitcoin kind of out of its shell somewhat to to make a lot of other people creative. That's what I appreciate about Ethereum. Mm. What do you appreciate about Ethereum, John, or MetaMask, or Vitalik, or? I I I actually put it in Leo Threads today. I said I'm pretty sure I've lost all my Cub, all my Poly Cub, all my Splinterlands <laughs> Roonies. Pretty sure because I don't know what I've done with the keys. I'm logged oh, into no. 15 different MetaMasks and 15 different Brave wallets that are connected to MetaMask, and this one's not connected to this. One. I've written it all off. Like thousands and thousands of dollars have ah. just vanished because of my absolute love of Vitalik and everything he's building. <laughs> I can understand that frustration. I had a wax wallet that did the same thing to me. I even had the keys to to recover the account, and uh, nope, still couldn't get it. Well, see, I'm sure I got the keys, and I got the recovery phrases. I got all that. No. I could show you the I recovery. I know where it phrases. is. Oh, like, where I log in because I've got Brave going. I've got the 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 extension for Brave, so you can go to the Google Chrome Store get an extension. But then it's also on the Brave Wallet. Anyways, sorry. 
Welcome. Yeah. To I, I would hypothesize it's there, John, somewhere. You haven't somewhere. lost it. You got the keys. Yeah. yeah. You just need to. I just need to. I need to 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 basically go on a treasure hunt. Yeah, grow <laughs> grit grit my teeth for an hour or yeah. so. You know, I didn't days. have my I didn't have my Steam keys for several years, and then I was uh, I went onto a new computer. And my wife logged on, and all of a sudden, it had the password saved in there. And I was like, what? Nice. <laughs> and that's why I'm Bob the Builder 2 on Hive, because I couldn't find the keys for Bob the Builder. But I have them now, so I have both and accounts. That's, let's, let's get into that. Let's, uh, let's, let's dive in, because this is your first time. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and, and we're, we're always I'm a excited. virgin here. Yeah, you are, you are a maniac <laughs> virgin. So yes. very, this is always tradition, I guess, even though it's not, but we do this anyways to put you guys on the spot. Biting my nails. Yeah. Uh, just give us your, 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 your 411, man. Like how you came to hive your crypto journey, how oh, you got man. here to, to where you're at <laughs> background story. <laughs> so you guys know who Jerry Ban Banfield is? Yes, sir. I assume. Yeah. Yep. So 2000, I want to say 2017, um, I was watching YouTube and Jerry's video came across my screen and, uh, he was, he was doing a video where he's like, I'm going to share how much money I make every month because I want everybody to be open to what I'm doing. You know how he talks. And, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's and so I was like, wow, this is amazing. He's like, I made $28,000 last month. I'm like, wow. Okay. That caught my attention. And 20 of it, $20,000 came from steam. And I was like, Okay, I should probably look at that. Mm. And um, so I took a look, and and sure enough, the guy was making money hand over fist because he was marketing like crazy, and people were like, "Oh, let's let's upvote this thing," you know. Well, I I didn't know anything at all about crypto. Mm. Uh, I had heard about Bitcoin in two thousand nine, two thousand eight, when the news organizations were like, "Somebody's creating money on the internet," and I'm like, "This is stupid. That'll never work," just like everybody else. And then uh, here I am, you know, a decade later, and I'm now reading up on Bitcoin and, and trying to figure out what blockchain is, like all these words I'd never heard of before. And my mind was just racing with, wow, all these things that are possible. This guy literally took 20 grand of whatever on the Internet and turned it into money in his pocket. And uh, it just blew my mind. I couldn't sleep for three days. So I started I started typing up stuff. I studied everything I could to make sense of it. I'm a YouTuber. Uh, I've got nine different channels on YouTube. And so I started making videos on what is blockchain mining or Bitcoin mining? What is Bitcoin? What is cryptocurrency? Stuff like that. Um, because most people I would talk to had no clue what it was, felt like they couldn't understand it. And so um, at the time I was an instructor, been an instructor for four and a half years. Currently, I'm an instructor at, uh, at a university. And so I feel I have a knack for breaking things down into digestible, understandable pieces. And so I started to do that. And I started to explain what cryptocurrency was to other people so that they could understand it. And when I did that, all of a sudden, other people were like, well, I want to invest in that too. And then NFTs came out and I was like, what in the world is this, this stuff? <laughs> and uh, so I, I started doing the same thing. And I was like, oh man, it's like a certificate of authenticity on the chain. It makes sense mm -hmm. to me. And so I started describing that to my friends who know nothing, you know, they're completely not tech savvy at all. And it's basically because they choose not to. Um, but in reality, so, so 2018, I'm a little fast forwarding ahead of myself, 2018, everything crashed. And I was like, well, I got all this stuff. I'm just going to let it sit here. It's going to take a long time for this stuff to cycle. I'll be back later. So in 
see, this is 23, 22, so 21. Uh, I was at a, at a Thanksgiving party, and a buddy of mine, uh, his brother-in-law, works at Coinbase. And I was like, oh, man, it's been a long time since I've looked at crypto stuff. How, how are things going? And he told me, and I said, how about how about Steam it? And he's like, oh, man, they got so many crazy things going on over there. They're splitting up into another group uh, called Hive or something. I'm like, oh, interesting. So then uh, a couple months later, I thought, you know, I might as well check that out and get back into it. Then I found I lost my keys. I was like, well, I'll create another one and uh, just started going at it again. And uh, that's that's pretty much what's brought me to where I am now. Now, I can lead into CyberX and all that, but but that's where I am on on my journey into crypto. Before you get into the CyberX and, and we start <clears throat> honing it down, um, what do you think about the, uh, how, how should we say this, John, the, the proof of brain concept, the idea that you were presented with at the time with Steam, uh, in spite of some of the, the challenges or headwinds that were in, in existence there, which now on Hive, hopefully we've addressed some of them at least and, and made some changes, uh, at least from a security standpoint and takeover standpoint, stuff like that. We've, I think, done well scaling too. Uh, how does this concept resonate with you against a larger backdrop of, you know, I mean, most of crypto, even today, uh, we'll use John's term is green candles, price go up, you know, you buy in and, and hope it goes up. And that's really people's experience with it. Maybe they get some and they stake it so they get a little bit of yield. But we still, in, in my opinion, are, are a lone wolf in regards to the idea where you can come to this ecosystem and the options that we are presenting or the pathways that we are presenting that people can go down, gaming being one of them, uh, blogging, now microblogging and video and, and an assortment of other things. We still seem to be really out there on our own where it says you don't need any money really to come and get involved. We're not looking. I mean, we do have the speculation aspect with the Hive token. We got the yield aspect with the HBD coin. But for most people, it's, it's earning. How did that resonate with you initially? And how has that either grown or, or changed over time from when you first found it to where you are now? One of my... One of my YouTube channels is called YouTubepreneur. For me, I, I'm very much into all things business. I have a, a bachelor's degree in business management, a master's degree in organizational leadership. So for me, business is, is a lot. So when I saw there's a way I could make money using my mind and, and putting in content, it was very attractive to me. Um, some of the things that I've seen is there's a lot of people that are concerned about what they call the circle jerk, right? The, the people that have a ton of hive or a ton of steam as it was back in the day, um, being able to control where all the money flows. Right. And, and the idea is, <laughs> it's kind of funny because it, it depends on where you are in the world, what culture you belong to, whether you're an individualist or a collectivist on how mm -hmm. you see those things. If you're an individualist, you, you think, wow, this is amazing. I can build up a, a, a huge pile and I can reward people and get half of it back. Mm -hmm. If you're a collectivist, you think, wow, this is great. We can share the wealth with people from all over the world. Um, but both sides are going to be angry and both sides are going to be happy. For me, I saw it as an opportunity for me to, to share knowledge and gain some money in the crypto world without me having to put my money on, on the line. 
Now, I later did. I did buy thousands of dollars of, of Hive uh, because I knew about Steam it years ago, but I never put money into Steam. I only earned what I could earn from there. Now, what I see is the issue about being the outlier or being the the side, right, the, the freak show, so to speak. Um, in 1996 is when I first got the Internet. And between 1996 and 2000, the Internet was was chat rooms, right? There, there was no websites to speak of. Now, by the time you got to 2000, there were some things. And, and when Google hit a couple of years later, that's really when everything exploded. Before then, it was just like search.com, right? Um, so that took four years. Now, granted, we've been in this mode for a couple of years, but the reality is it is very difficult, very difficult for somebody who is not tech savvy to come in, create an account and understand what all these different keys mean. It is not simple. Now, Hive Keychain has made it easier so that you can create an account. And if you know as a new person to have Hive Keychain as an extension before you get started, you're you're on a good path. But if you don't, you're just seeing all these passwords that are super huge that you can never memorize. And you're like, uh, okay. And then you go to ask somebody, what do I do with these? And if you ask the wrong person, you just gave away your password to somebody because mm. they have no clue what they're doing. So until we can make it something as simple as signing up as a Facebook account or a Twitter account, we're really going to have a hard time getting the buy-in from the general public around the world. Now, you'll get the people from Venezuela. You'll get the people from Nigeria, right? You'll get the people that that their money is is worth so much more compared to Hive than somebody like me in America where I make a couple of cents and it's like, what's the point? Um, somebody else in the Philippines, they could make a living doing Hive. I can't. Right, I could I could cough and earn more money in my cough than than they make doing something on Hive, and it's not to say that I'm better than them because I'm not. We're all the same, but around the world, just the economics that are involved, um, it's really hard to have a worldwide currency and not have that that effect on people. So, you'll get large groups of underserved or under uh, underserved people, underserved communities that will join because of that and then but you'll get a lot of people that that would be in the americas that have the money to really bring the wealth to these things to stay away from it because there's not enough money coming out of it uh, or it's too hard to get into too hard to understand and americans are just dumb they're just dumb um now i i speak multiple languages i speak portuguese i speak spanish i can read french i'm learning korean that's not the normal american the normal american is i speak english so you should too and <laughs> So as long as we have um, that kind of mentality, it's going to be, well, this is hard for me, so I'm not getting into it. Mm. So that's going to affect a lot of what you talked about. It's going to take a while. See, John, what did I tell you? What do you call somebody who speaks one language? An American. American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you guys can say that. I'm not a, yeah, you, you guys, that's your country. You guys can slam it all you want. I just got to. Well, I mean, not, as a not Canadian, agree. you automatically get two languages. So, well, I mean, yeah, we do. We, yeah. we, we, uh, we get, uh, well, I guess it's French. It's, it's <laughs> yes. Show no, you how much of it John speaks. Well, no, I, I, dude, I took like 12 years of French. I mean, I, it's, <laughs> I'm sure it, you did. Well, yeah. It depends. If you go to France and speak the French that you're taught in Canada, they kind of look at you like, like a redneck. Yeah, yeah. Like, where's this redneck from, right? I mean, yeah. Yep. Anyway. They do the same thing with Portuguese in Brazil versus Portugal yes, in, yes, in yes. Uh, oh, uh, Europe. My business Portugal. partner is is from uh, Portugal, and she uh, she clowns uh, the 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 Portuguese of Brazil, which is oh, yeah. fascinating to me. I mean, you yeah, know, like, I love the Brazilians, but their accent, I I don't like it. Mm. I'm just being honest with you. It, to me, it, it, the men sound like women, and the women sound like women. 
Um, but in Portugal, the men sound like men and the women <laughs> sound like women. <laughs> so there you go. There you go, Tass. So don't go to Brazil unless you're <laughs> certain. Well, just be in touch with my feminine energy. That's right. It's just my opinion. Now, yeah. I'm sure there are some manly men in port in Brazil. They probably probably play soccer, but there there are some. Perfect. Well, that, that that's one thing to piss them off. Call call it soccer, and the Nigerians will come after you. The English, will come after you. <laughs> the, the South Americans come after you, and you know. Well, they, when they, haven't they come after Americans? So you know. Well, yeah, but they call it egg ball. But anyway, uh, I agree with you. Actually, I I think hives uh, near and, and medium term future uh, are because I I think hive really does incorporate a lot of the tenets of Satoshi, uh, of decentralization, of permissionless, of distribution, of unbanked, underbanked. And I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I mean, obviously, you know, even if you earn a thousand dollars a month uh, off of Hive, if you do that and you live in San Francisco, forget about it. That that's not even paying your food bill. That's right. Whereas you get a thousand dollars a month in Nigeria, that that may totally change your standard of living. Now you have servants, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so mm -hmm. when you start to look at those dynamics and you look at, and I I've been really we we've We've been going international on, on this show, too. I think you're the first American we've had on in a while. But we, we've been uh, talking to the, the people down in Sucre, in Venezuela. And obviously, what they're doing is so exciting because they take HBD and they say, we have two choices, the Bolivar or go to the black market to get U.S. dollars. But it's not digital dollars, it's banknotes, which, of course, there's security issues and illegality issues and all kinds of things. And here with HBD, uh, we we sent down, John, I, and and Bestar, we sent down 80 HBD to take that whole community out to, to lunch, the, the Hive Sucre community. And it was just a matter of, you know, me pressing a couple buttons it goes to Edmundo's wallet. And then he just went into the restaurant, said, okay, when it was time to pay up, press a couple buttons in his phone. And it was right in that person's wallet. The, the, once the you've got it all connected, it's very easy. It, yeah. Once you're in the know, but you got to go through that education process. It's not like, it, it's basically like you're, you're raising kids. You know, if I give my kid a $10 bill and he walks into the store, he can buy whatever he wants. It's that's under 10 bucks. And he won't understand the change that's given to him exactly, but over time he will. And it's the same thing. Yeah, and I I, I equate this to the, the internet. <clears throat> What's interesting is by the time you joined, depending on when you believe the internet started, I mean, they were 30 years in. Yes. Uh, I mean, we into the process and building some of the infrastructure. And of course, I mean, they didn't even get... Uh, the World Wide Web to what, 92 when the first browser was was around that time. So, you know, the fact is, when we look at this industry, we're about 14 years in, maybe 15 years in. But a lot of that was Bitcoin and not much more, maybe forks of Bitcoin, a little bit of bit shares. And I think the big boost was Ethereum and the smart contract technology. Uh, but then we went through a bunch of bubbles and lulls and the ICO craze and the NFT craze and the DeFi craze and all these different crazes, while at the same time people are actually building. To use your name, the, the builders have remained throughout. 
And I think ultimately, just like the internet, okay, the Ash Jeeves and some of those clown shows disappeared, but you did end up with Google. You did yep. end up with Amazon. You did end up with Yahoo, price yep. Yahoo for, for the success and then the lack of success they've had. So, I mean, I know. you know, we will have that, I believe, going forward. It's just a matter of weeding through a lot of the, the stuff. Um, you get a lot of people that, that pick their favorite blockchain, really. Um, you get maxis in, in each blockchain. I didn't even know Avalanche existed until CyberX was was tying over to them. But once I went over there and started chatting with a bunch of people that were on it, they're like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. And it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> you do you. <laughs> so it's kind of like countries. They just pick one and they stick with it. Yeah. Well, and, and I do think there is, <clears throat> I mean, the, the interoperability will, will take place over time. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe, but I, I do believe there is a lot to the idea of the network state where if you are getting what you, you need out of a, a certain ecosystem, uh, the technology will integrate with others, but you may end up with, I mean, humans are basically tribal anyway. I mean, we, Absolutely. We, 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 we've never lost that. So even within your city or within your community, I mean, people navigate to w w what attracts them and that's the, Absolutely. the, the circles they run in um cyberx first off before you go into what it is what is your relationship with cyberx are you part of the project team are you just a major advocate for it what is your relationship with that that's a really really good question um let me tell you how i got started with it because i don't know how much time you have for the show but i assume i have time to tell you uh <laughs> yeah it's an hour <laughs> show. okay so I told you about how I got into Hive in in January, February of 2021. So fast forward to December of 2021, and I'm just surfing easency.com, and I'm looking at all the different posts, and I see this thing about CyberX, and I'm like, what? There are games on here? I didn't even know about Splinterlands, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and so CyberX was the first game I had, I had seen introduced in the circles that I was in, I had a lot of time in the proof of brain community. And so they don't talk about games. They talk about money and, and relationships and pictures and whatever. So um, I saw this thing about CyberX and I thought, wow, this is this is really amazing. And my son loves Fortnite. And so we have spent you know over $100 or more on, on Fortnite for him to, to be able to buy stuff on Fortnite. So as I see this, this game, on Hive, CyberX, saying it's going to be a first-person shooter. It's going to go for AAA-type graphics for their game. I thought, oh, uh, this is going to be pretty amazing if I can go have my son go from Fortnite to CyberX, where he can go from paying them to being paid, right, to actually owning the stuff in the game. Mm -hmm. And this is all December. I think it was December the 5th of 2021. I mean, that's how this how huge it was to me in my mind in this experience. So as I was reading the posts and I started buying some of Level, LVL, that's the token for CyberX, I started buying a ton of it because I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be huge. There's there's several reasons why, but I'll, I'll skip to, to that later. Um, in January, I started type making up posts and like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I see. I went to discord for my very first time because of CyberX. So <clears throat> in 2022, I jumped into a discord, not knowing I was like, cause my opinion was why would I go anywhere else and not earn money with my posts? 
Why would I go on Twitter and not make money on my posts? Why would I go on Facebook and not make money on my posts when I could post everything on Hive, comments mm. and everything? I was like, whatever, I'm interested, let's go to Discord. So I went to Discord and I started challenging people that I knew were in there, like they had bought a bunch and I went up and I'm like, I'm gonna buy a million of this level and I'm gonna beat you out. Like, so I started trash talking people and uh, they started seeing my writing style on Hive because I, I wrote a bunch of, of posts in, in December. I was trying to challenge myself. I'm actually in the process of creating a, um, a course on Udemy on how to make money on Hive. So don't any of you do that because I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> and so I was I was showing how much money you could make on Hive by writing a post every day. And I did it. They saw what I wrote. They really liked what they wrote. And they approached me and they said, hey, would you like to write for CyberX? And I said, well, what's in it for me? And they said, well, we'll give you a huge percentage of, of whatever we get on the post. I said, fine. I really like the project. I'll come and help you out. So as I started writing for them, I'm like, for me to write for you, I need to know what's going on. And so they, they brought me into a different room and, and I asked a ton of questions because if I'm going to be answering them, I got to know. Um, and so I started writing and then um, I started getting very involved in, in everything. I, I came up with probably 100 diff different NFT IDs, ideas. Uh, I came up with some of the, the lore um, that we have going on came up with a bunch of stuff so what am i to cyber x was your question i am both a consultant i am an aficionado i am an advocate the one thing i am not for cyber x is paid <laughs> so so, so you're with not pay three me. different groups because i'm that way with ctp i'm that way with leo it's like uh, i guess i'm still a little bit that way with activate it's like okay uh mm -hmm. i i understand it's amazing how that works with web3 uh you mentioned okay now because and i'll jump ahead and tell you where i'm going with this it's it's from your uh appearance on ctt Oh, okay. and, and you kind of mentioned to, to Matt and Dan, some of what it, which I wasn't aware of, some of the different uh, tentacles, we'll call it, that CyberX has. And I, I'd like you eventually to lead up to that. But um, you mentioned it's a first person shooter game with AAA rated graphics. Okay. What is CyberX? Go beyond that. What is CyberX? What are some of the things you can tell listening audience? Why should I, as a hive holder, I mean, I'm also LVL holder to, to be fully uh, transparent, yeah, but why, as a hive holder, should I be excited about CyberX? Yeah. So, as a hive holder, so somebody that's not invested in CyberX, we'll go about it that way. How's that? Okay. Somebody who has not bought any level, not bought any NFTs, couldn't give a flying hoot about games, period. Um, if you are on Hive and you like Hive, the reason why you should be all in for CyberX in as a game on Hive is because we're attaching ourselves to it. Just like Cy just like uh, Splinterlands has half a million players. Now, it's questionable whether they're players or bots. It doesn't matter. It brings a lot of money to Hive and it brings a lot of prestige to Hive. When I have now since found out about Splinterlands and I talk to people outside of Hive about Splinterlands, they know it's a Hive game. So, and Splinterlands, their, their graphics are great for what they do. Um, for what we do, it's a different genre. So I'm not gonna down Splinterlands. I think they've done a great job as a trading card game and bringing people to Hive and bringing that attention. We will be doing that same thing as a first person shooter. 
So people who we our goal is to get to the point where people don't even know they're playing a blockchain game, right? That they enjoy the game so much that they just come to play and maybe they're earning in the background and they don't even know it. That's where we want to get. Uh, and if we're doing that, then eventually they're going to we're going to have somewhere in there where they say you've earned this much money. And they're like, what? And then you click here to get your hive, your hive account so that you can now use that level right to use those things. So as a hive person, a hive aficionado, I would want something like Cyber. It's just like I want a ton of games on hive because the more people you get to hive, the more attractive hive and hive back dollars become, which means more people put money into it. They invest their time, they invest their effort. You get more uh, people to upvote you because now they're going to find there's this whole ecosystem that isn't just games that they can support. You know, this blockchain that can handle so many transactions and not have any issues or very few issues, right? Um, it, it is such a, a mind-boggling thing that if I can play and earn money and I can I can communicate with people and make money, what else can I do on this blockchain? You can watch videos like Vim, right? We're on Vim right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Three Speak. There's so many things that you can do in Web 2.0 that you can do in Web 3.0 and make money doing it. So why would I want CyberX? because it's going to bring even more people to Hive. Okay, so let, I got... let me go, just to follow up on that yeah. idea, um, because it kind of relates. Okay. And let me, let me frame it a little differently. You're right. First person shooter, from what I understand, and I'm not a gamer about the market, first person shooter, much bigger market than, than trading game, trading card games. Um, how is CyberX going to stand out against the Fortnite, against a very heavily populated, uh, from a supply standpoint, field of these first-person shooter games? What is makes it, you said, okay, they're going to bring people to high, but how? What's going to make CyberX stand out? Yeah, I think against the Fortnites, the Call of Duties, uh, stuff like that, it, it may not be easy for us to stand out against these guys that have you know, a thousand developers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it may not be easy for, for us to do that. However, just like uh, we have people that played Halo and play Call of Duty, they play all of those games. And they don't just play one exclusively, they play all of them. I imagine it's going to be very similar. That we're going to get some people that will see the game and be like, wow, this is really cool on Twitter. And we'll have tournaments and things like that, just like uh, Fortnite and some of the others, others also have. The moment a player realizes they can have fun and earn money at the same time. And I use money, you know, we all understand what I'm talking about, that you can earn at the same time, that you can own the stuff that you have in the game. That changes the game. Now, eat, eat, Fortnite and Call of Duty and these guys could totally upset the whole market, to be honest. All they'd have to do in a flip is a switch to say, okay, we're going onto a blockchain. And now you do own all your stuff individually. And now you can sell it or rent it or do these other things that we're we're doing. Really, the niche that we're hitting are the players that are like, I want more than just to finish a level, right? And be like, yay, I finished a level. No, I want to not only finish a level, I also want to earn by doing that. And I don't have to be one out of a million people, like an esports guy, where I can make some money. I could be a regular Joe Schmo in Venezuela, and I could come in and play a game, and I could earn, you know, a day's worth of food. So, so sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so as far as CyberX, we have a lot of different things in the game. So, for instance, we have different maps. We have Capture the Flag. We have Team Deathmatch, where you do team versus team. We have Free-for-All. We have a lot of maps. And just to give you an idea, 
Right now, we just lowered how, how large of a download it is for Cyberx to 10 gigabytes, where it was 125 gigabytes for space that you needed. The reason why we were able to drop that much is because we have that much hidden from you that we're planning to release over time. And we've got a lot of maps that we've got ready, but we don't want to release everything right away. So there's 10 times what we've got open to the public that we're going to be releasing. So with all those different options within the game, that should make it really exciting for game players that like different versions of the game. But what were you going to say, John? So I'm, I come from the Call of Duty background. I mean, I, I played from Call of Duty 3 on um, just religiously. Like it, it was to the point where like, you know, me and my, my buddies that started a clan were still best friends and talk all the time. You know, I, I, yeah. you know, disclaimer, I haven't played a, I haven't played Call of Duty for about a year and a half now, just cause I've been focusing on, on work, but I'm really intrigued on how the gameplay is. The gameplay is not on the blockchain. It's the items that are on the blockchain. So the gameplay is just servers, just like you would develop yeah. a game and you're good to go. So it's, the and the item. same is true with Splinterlands too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's just it's the the items that you're 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 buying. That's how yeah. it's going to be. Is and the next question is, <clears throat> is this just is the is the vision for this strictly computer for now, or is there consoles in the in the works? Uh, how how is this going to play? Because yeah, I'm so... sitting here on my little Mac computer, uh -huh. and I'm not buying any PC ever. And <laughs> I'm just, we yeah. uh, our plan is to go to 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 Mac next. Nice. Um, so for CyberX, and this is so one of the things that caught my eye when I first learned about CyberX wasn't just the first person shooter game like that was huge, but there was the small tagline of the throwaway line that we have other games also planned for level. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so all the same, the same currency, but different games, and they want a lot of different games. And I kept thinking in my head the scarcity with level there only being 500 million, that being a cap, and they're not going to introduce any more. I thought, okay, once that 500 million's out, and they've got another game that they add on and another game that they add on, that scarcity increases, which means the value of level should necessarily increase. Um, so for even for somebody who doesn't like shooter games, you like a trading card game, great. We actually have Cyber Decks that we're planning on releasing sometime in the next couple weeks. We were hoping to have it released within the last month, um, but that will be released soon. And when that is, that's a trading card game using the same NFTs, using the same token level. And then we're going to have Cyber Towers, which is a tower defense game. And when that comes out, you're going to you're going to play against these tower. You're going to have little things that run around. It's already created. We just haven't tied it to the blockchain. And so you have these little things running around and you can shoot them. And then if you get to a certain level of difficulty, then you earn an NFT and use it like an arcade. And then the next one is going to be cyber sects with a S-E-C-T-S. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. I was getting excited. I'm like, okay, finally a game for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a top-down shooter, right? So the those are just the first four. I would like to make a, a demolition derby game uh, that's part of CyberX, and I have some ideas on what we would name it. But again, we would use the same NFTs, the same level, and it just... It, the scarcity thing in economics is is amazing. So I don't even remember what, oh, consoles. You asked about consoles. Mm -hmm. With CyberX, it is a larger game. So it has to be something, it is is intense on its graphics. 
made in the Unreal Engine 5. So it does need to be downloaded. However, CyberDex is going to be something that's browser-based. Uh, Cyber Towers could potentially be on the cell phone, right? So then we could go Android or iOS. Like we, we plan on expanding these in ways that they could expand well beyond what you see on your computer screen. Um, and as far as going to different consoles, if we can get to that level, then yes, 100%, we would like to be on the Xbox and the Playstations and the Epic games and the, you know, all the different outlets that you can have. Um, but we have to build, we have to scale to be able to get to that point. And we're just way, very much in the beginning of all this. By the yeah, way, for your demolition derby game, Snowbird season would be a good title and very appropriate <laughs> from my experience and yours too in Arizona. You know, one of my favorite favorite games was crazy taxi i spent hundreds of dollars in the arcades playing crazy mm -hmm. taxi now it's not a demolition derby but i love driving games so I, I to be honest i don't play shoot 'em up games i only play it because i know cyberx is coming out with other stuff and if cyberx can just keep on coming out with the stuff then eventually i'll have my driving game mm -hmm. and then i can play something that i really love and i would get addicted to <laughs> Here's here's a question that I, I find that a lot of people or a lot of projects come to Hive, say they're on Hive, kind of tongue in cheek. They'll they'll put up some posts and they'll say they're on Hive, and what they're really doing is they're they're trying to, to raise money. Yeah. Um, and then you know it's like they 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 bail. Yeah. Um, you say you're tied to Hive. I, obviously, I mean I've seen the posts and and the posts yeah. have been up for you know, over a year now, consistent posting. So uh, you got your LVL, which is is on Hive Engine. Um, with some of this other stuff, and, and you're using the same NFTs, which obviously really can't be tied to Hive at this point uh, as it stands. Um, but hopefully that'll be changing in the near future with some of these other platforms that people and sidechains people are working on. But what is the vision in terms of are, is there another way that you're going to tie into hive um you know obviously you can start to take some of these like splinterlands does some results of these battles or these games and you can send them as custom JSONs, and mm -hmm. that way people can keep track of tournaments and, and all that other wonderful stuff but what would you say uh the vision is for incorporating some of this stuff into hive knowing that there are some limitations to hive yeah, yeah. So we we are our NFTs actually are already on Hive. Um, now it, it depends on how you define it, right? So some people say, "Oh, it's just an, an IFPS, right? It's just a picture that's on on Hive." Um, all of our data is on is on Hive right now. So when we bridge to other other uh, blockchains, for instance, on Avalanche, we have the the mint and burn. Um, we don't burn anything on Hive, the way we bridged it is we, you would send your level to an account that we have control of, and then the we had it coded so that an account on uh, Avalanche would, would recognize that that was transferred over and would mint a coin to represent a wrapped level. And if somebody wanted to send it back to Hive, it would burn that, that level on, on Avalanche, and then you'd get the amount that's inside our secondary account sent to you. So mm -hmm. it, everything is on Hive. Um, we've actually had a lot of people, it's it's funny that you mentioned this, we've had a lot of people that, that put us down and they think that we are a rug pull. And, and like you said, we've been consistently writing now for 18 months on Hive. And the reason why they question us is because 
they don't see the results of earning something on high from the games that we have. And up until November last year, people even were saying we were rugged because there was no game. It's so easy to make a game. Why don't you have a game already? Well, that's not how it works with, with games that have amazing graphics. If you look at all the games that are available on Hive, the only one that has great graphics right now that is a playable game is Splinterlands. And it's fairly simple graphics, really. It's some animations but it's fairly simple graphics. Warsaken is also a great one. It's a card playing game. And the card games are typically easier to do graphics wise because there, there are very few of them. But to have it an immersive game where you're running around on a map and you're shooting somebody, that takes a lot of programming. So one, we had to build the game. Two, to tie it into the blockchain, you have to go about it a different way. You have to have an intermediary. So you have the game itself talk to the intermediary and then you have the intermediary talk to the blockchain. The blockchain itself does not do the processing of a game or that would bog down the blockchain. Yeah. Um, so you have to have it be a repository for the information that is recorded from the game. So then you say, okay, what do we want recorded from the game? We want kills, we want assists, we want points. Uh, we want the NFTs that are used. So then you have to say, okay, the hive will show you what's in somebody's wallet. The intermediary will say, okay, this is what's in their wallet. Then the game will say, what's in their wallet? And then it's like a, like a commercial, right? What's in your wallet? Um, <laughs> and then the game will say, oh, that's what's in their wallet? Okay, then this is what they have access to. Now we're not there yet. We decided to give people access to the game first, then we would tie it into the blockchain. Now with Cyber Dex, the trading card game, because we already have our NFTs on Hive, now we're taking that and we're incorporating that with the same intermediary that says, hey, what's on Hive? So every time you make a transaction on Hive, that three second block, we're able to scrape that and say, okay, this is what's available to this player. If they decide to trade, sell or whatever, it will be updated. So you can't be double playing with the same NFT. Those are all things you have to think of as a game maker, just like, Satoshi talked about making Bitcoin where you can't have two people having the same Bitcoin at the same time. You have to do the same thing with Hive and NFTs. Um, some games, the way they've done it, for instance, uh, Castle Crush. I don't know if you guys know that one. That's on AVAX, on Avalanche. The way they do it is they have one cycle. So you have 24 hours to get your information loaded into their, their system. And then after that, you could sell, you could trade, you could rent or whatever. And that's all off chain. You get to play with that character until the next cycle begins. We're not doing that. We're doing it in the three second blocks that Hive provides because we want it to be as fast as possible and as immersive as possible. So once we have decks finished where we are being, we, you are able to earn and, and wager level, um, we're then going to tie that into the Unreal Engine so that we can use that with CyberX as well. <clears throat> and I, I think I answered all the questions you had in there. Yeah, yes, you did. And uh, it sounds like, <laughs> you know what it sounds like as you were sharing that, John? It sounds like you guys are building what they're building with half. They're trying to build a, a, a second layer in a mediary that allows people to build the databases for the information they want from the, the chain. So they can read what's in the wallet, so they can read account information, account management, and all this other stuff, but yet not worry about having to tie into the chain, update their their uh, their uh, intermediary layer, and all that other stuff, because the blockchain people do that, and, the, and then the apps only have to tie into to half. And it cr increases security considerably, hmm. because the only people that have access to the intermediary are the game makers.
Well, and also from what we have block trades on and, and the other thing that he pointed out is you end up with developers actually using and speaking in the languages they understand, Python, MySQL, whatever they like, they can interact. They don't have Not to solidity. <laughs> Yay, no Ethereum. <laughs> I'm not bitter. So with no, that, dude, I mean, with that, yeah. because we have that intermediary, that also means it will be easier for us to go to other blockchains. And a lot of people on Hive are like, ooh, boo, other blockchains. But the reality is, how are you going to bring people to Hive if you only have an incestual relationship with Hive? Mm -hmm. You have to go find other people to come in, whether that's through YouTube, Web 2.0, Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitter, uh, uh, all the ones that all the kids, you know, TikTok, Instagram. You got to go to those to attract people to the game, get them to play the game. And it's like, oh, and I can make money on Hive. Even if you're on Ethereum, right? We have a level to Ethereum swap on the liquidity pools so that we can have people that are like, oh man, I've got 20th ETH that I want to put into this game. Well, now you can't send it over to the Hive blockchain, right? So there's there's a lot that we're doing to bring people to Hive. There's nothing that we're doing to send people to other chains. Yeah. Yeah. What is the... Um... What is the login? Because like like John with his uh, um, apps that, that CTP's built, and a lot of people are doing this. You can sign up with an email. You can sign up with the, the email password, and, and that's fine. But to really get anything uh, in the nitty-gritty, you have to get a Hive account. And, and your yeah. Hive account is your login. You can connect it to Keychain and, and, and wonderful. And I really think that is one of the most valuable aspects to Hive is our base layer account management system mm -hmm. where admin or, or project teams don't even need to worry about admin if they don't want to. It's like, yeah, well, you get a Hive account, log in with your Hive account. I lost my, my key. Not my problem. Go get That's another right. Hive account. Uh, you know, I mean, there's nothing we can Bob do. Builder 2. That's right. <laughs> Bob, the builder, Bob the Builder 34. <laughs> well, That's right. One of these days, Bob's going to learn to write down his keys. But, um, nope. you know, what are nope. you guys using for, for the login? And, and how do you see that Hive. going across all of Yeah, we, we use Hive. So, for instance, on CyberDex, that is it actually is tied into the blockchain. We just haven't released it to you guys to use yet. Uh, we're testing it like mad right now because we want to make sure it's secure that everything is, that is set up properly. There's also some key features that we wanna have on CyberDex, for instance, being able to open multiple crates at the same time. For those that, that know CyberDex, you know that's something people have been asking for. To be able to send crates to other people, to sell crates to other people, that's something you couldn't do before Dex. You can do it right now. It's actually what our developer's working on as I speak right now. Um, and I've already seen instances where he's been able to send multiple crates and open multiple, multiple crates. So we're just getting that nailed down. But in order to play, you have to have a hive count to play cyber decks. And that same code base is what we're going to use, like I said, for cyber X. So you say, how are you going to get your account right now? Get your hive account. Now in the future, the plan is to have a way that you can log into cyber X without a hive account. And then you just click a button and we have all the information ready so you can have a Hive account because we want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. A lot of people have this plan. Um, we are toying with the idea of having a proposal to, to Hive um, to say, hey, we're going to have this code. Can you help us develop it with some with some financial backing? And I know that that is possible. We haven't aired that. This is the first time I've said it out loud. Um, so that is something that we are planning. 
However, we have so many people that have the purse strings that don't want to do anything at all with us until we can prove that we're doing something on the block. So until we release cyber decks, we really have our hands tied in, in credibility, even though we mm -hmm. think we've given enough to be credible, there's a lot of people that have the purse strings that won't open them up until we have more credibility. And that is people signing into decks, playing around, and then cashing out their level. And once they see that and they can see the transactions on Hive, that's when I think we'll probably put up some information. So uh, potentially a proposal. I, I, I think you bring up a very valid point and, and a very astute point about the ecosystem that it, it takes a while to get reputation. Um, and reputation isn't, you know, that go, dopey number next to your name. It's proven that you're, it, it really comes down in my mind, just to dedication, proven mm -hmm. that you're dedicated to hide. And it does take a while. It does take results mm -hmm. there. There are people who got gun shy. What was that drug, drug wars, right, John? Drug wars, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, there were rug pulls and people got upset about that and hung out to dry. Uh, so I, I think it's great. I think, you know, using the Hive account management and, and login is, is, is wonderful. Now, well, and you... some of the difference, and I don't mean to cut you off. I, I do mean to, but, you know, not in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> one of the differences between our game and a bunch of other games that haven't been made yet that are out there is that we don't have anybody on our team that is one of those big dogs, right? Mm -hmm. You have a game like, like the wrestling organization one, Woo. It has somebody on their development team who's very well known. Do they have a game? No, mm -hmm. but they're also able to bring in a lot of people. They have that credibility already because they've got somebody on the team who has credibility. For our team, we're all ragtag people that just love games and we want to get it out there. And so we have to go through much more hoops to have that credibility. So there yeah. is something to be said about that. Mm. It is a trustless environment, after but, all. But see, this is I would this is what I would say to that too, because this is this is what we find with everything that we develop. And then you see something like like to that has the backing. The guy invested in himself and invested in his own app and, and has that backing. We can't really get traction for whatever reason. Everyone says they love what we build, but because we don't have the big support from a whale that's like mm -hmm. all in and like believing in this, we fight an uphill battle. And it's it's the reputation is one thing. And I totally agree with Task. I mean, you 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 know, people on Hive really do take to the people that stick to it here. Yeah. But there's also the other side of the coin, skin in the game, right? I mean, like mm -hmm. this is where it's like, yeah. People will say that they want to support you until they see a whale coming behind you to support you. Then mm -hmm. they're kind of like, you know, they're on the fence. So I think it's, I think it's, no, I think it's both. I think it's, yeah. yes, the reputation is very important, but I know from personal experience, we've put five plus years into this blockchain. People still don't know what CTP is. People still yeah. don't know what we're building. Still people, what's it like, you know, like it's because we're not, you know. Well, one question I, I yep. did have, it, it's you, you have these NFTs, you have LVL, you have all this stuff that you're, you're dealing with different chains. How is all of this stuff going to be traded and, and swapped? Are you going to build like a DEX? Are you going to build some type of wallet system? I mean, obviously, you said the NFTs are already tie-dye, but there's other things that may not be. Is is that something in the plans? Hive all the way, baby. 
So we have, even the stuff that we've sold on other blockchains, we have sold NFTs on other blockchains, but the NFTs we've sold, for instance, we sold the gold pass and silver pass on the Ethereum blockchain through Miria. Um, the, the NFT that we sold is a pass and the pass gives you a character and some crates. And where do you get those? You cash them in on Hive. So the, the pass that we have on Avalanche, it's for uh, access to play the game, which now is free to everyone, and a legendary weapon. Where do you cash that in? On Hive. So yes, we do have app, we do have NFTs on other chains, but everything you get to play the game is on Hive. Now at some point, it's possible that that will be on other other chains that we'll actually have exclusive NFTs on other chains, and we'll have to have our programming set up to be omni-chain to be able to recognize that. And we'll have to have a scraper that grabs the information off of those blockchains to see if there's anything CyberX on those other chains, which adds a level of complexity. But for right now, everything is on Hive. Like So when we hear people say, oh, they're, how do we know? How can we trust them? It's like, look at our transactions. Look where we're voting. We just we just have we, we just created a hive node for goodness sakes. We have two or three witnesses for goodness sakes. Everything that we have done has been two and four and on behalf of and in hive. So we, <laughs> we're kind of hive maxis at this point, but we don't have the same backing. But the idea is that we want to ramp up our hive power so high that we can not have to worry about the wills and their thoughts anymore but mm -hmm. then we can then support our own game and and then go to all the gamers out in the world and say come over here to hive but don't don't look at the other wells because <laughs> they didn't support us we well, love their support but they're not giving it to us and, and there's another pragmatic point to this the more high power that you accumulate not only does your influence within the chain grow but it, it allows you to claim more accounts, which obviously is another yes. thing as an application that's vital. Going yes, forward. and we've, we've already brought in 70 people to Hive. Now, that may not seem like a lot, but that's quite a bit. I, I don't know how active, many people that's a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we've passed out over 400 keys in order to download CyberX. So that's a lot for a small game that's that's running on its own with no support from any wells that I, I know of. Um, you know, we've got some people that do have some good high power backing, but I, I can't think of anyone that's like a whale that, that's come and be like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so amazing. Let me help you out. Like, mm -hmm. that would be great. Um, but most of it has been, I don't know, you know do, do they really have a game? And it's like, yes, we've had one out for four months now. <laughs> come play. Well, we, maybe we in another 18 months, John and I combined will be a whale, and we both <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, that you dude, guys are great, John. Go, bro. Let's let's combine it. We're almost there if we combine hive power. There you right? go. Uh, no, like, don't forget the... that keeps going up. We got need like 550,000 or 600,000. I know Archangel quite... <laughs> just said that he was a whale, and he's like 550 now. It used to be around 500. Now it's five. Like, gee, I can't keep up. I was I was a dolphin for a little bit. That's that's yeah. as high as high of I've as I've gotten. Yeah, uh, they, I, uh, this is this is the big question for me because being the absolute degenerate that I am, um, you say first person shooter and my eyes light up. When Mac, sir, <laughs> said they were going to bring it out. We are bringing it, yeah. Mm. So as far as time wise, I can't tell you to be honest. But is uh, is it running on Steam? Is that what is that? It how is on you're... Steam. So anyone okay. that has Linux or Windows, you can play it. Mm -hmm. um, 
if you have an emulator, I don't know if they do emulators on Mac. I, I'm not that aware with Macs. I, I stay away from them. But if you're able to have a, a, an emulator that, that could run Linux on it, then potentially yeah. you could play it anyway. Okay. Um, but yes, it's through Steam. Now, Steam does have an anti-crypto policy. And so the game itself, the way that we've set it up, I've read their terms and conditions based on the way that I read them. It seems like we are right in line with what they have to say because we don't do any crypto transactions in the game. Yeah. Everything happens from our intermediary talking to Hive. So it's it's kind of a fun get around, but it, it really is following what I consider to be true on the terms and conditions that once we do attach CyberX to the blockchain, we should still be in the clear. That's a whole other so, topic. Like how... John, what you need to do is if it's 18 months till the shooter games on Mac, you spend that time by degening on their card <laughs> game. Now that yeah. you have Splinterland, you can go in all in on this card game yes. and become a maxi there for the next 18 to 24 months. And then when you get tired of that, you can switch to the shooter game. I would say 18 months sounds very far away for the Mac. Uh, I would imagine well, John, John needs enough time to load up on your, your card game first. We can't. Well, yeah. come on over, John. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah. I yeah. think realistically, we will probably have it available within the next six months. But that's also that's also me putting my own thoughts into it and not asking the founder when he thinks he has it. I do know that they do have uh, plugins for Mac through mm -hmm. Unreal. Um, so there's there's that. But we'll we'll need to see some success on decks to help fund some of those things. Right. The the reality is during the bull market, when the money was great, people were buying stuff, and when we had cash coming in, we were able to spend on devs to do a lot of the stuff that we wanted them to do. And looking back, we way overspent on devs. Um, but right now, it's like you know what we're we're scraping by to get what we can to prompt to give what we promised. And mm -hmm. once it's there, then we have to rely on everybody else doing their part in sharing, just like you guys, right? Having me on talking about CyberX, it allows people to get an idea of what it is, how to get access to it, et cetera, so that we can gain more players. And the more players we have, the more funds we have available to then produce more and more games. So yeah, Mac version, if, as long as Dex is as successful as I expect it to be, I don't think it'll be but a couple of months before we have the Mac version. I, because my, you know, my trigger finger is itching. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, I, like, it's been a minute since I've, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I, I, you know, and, and, and like you said, and this is, this is not me taking a shot at Splinterlands at all, because I was a raving fan of Splinterlands for, for years. There's a big difference in market compared to Fortnite and Call of Duty compared mm -hmm. to trading card games. Yes. There's a market for trading card games, yeah. but then there's Fortnite and Call of Duty market. <laughs> and, and and you're right. Yeah. I mean, me and my, and I'm just talking for personal experience, me and my buddies, like we, we didn't really mess with Fortnite, but when it came to first person shooters, you know, we, we played, you know, the, the Call of Duties. Mm -hmm. We played the other ones. It wasn't just, we, Call of Duty was our thing. But yeah. we, we played the other ones, Battlefield. Like, I mean, and you spent sixty to hundred dollars for all it all the time. And yeah. and some some of these DGens will go and spend all on the the uh, you know the, the 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 perks and all of this stuff, and they don't mm -hmm. get anything for it, right? And th that's the whole topic about Steam. While they'll never really accept the crypto because it kind of tears down the business model. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but and yeah, eventually, there will be somebody like Steam in the Web three world. There's a lot of them actually. I, I have had probably 30 meetings in the last month and a half with different gaming guilds, different uh, um, Web3 
gaming consortiums like Steam, uh, where they're trying to build their their game portfolio uh, on the Web3 platform. And, and they'll have their own games, and that's where they'll make their money, is not by making money from our game, but by making money from other games that they own on their own platform that people will be introduced to that they wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So uh, as far as Splinterlands, there are some things that we will have that will compete with Splinterlands. For instance, we will have a hardcore mode where you can play for pinks, so to speak, um, which is not available on Splinterlands, where you could say, hey, you know what? I think I've got some ballsy NFTs and I'm going to put them up against somebody else's ballsy NFTs and I'm going to come out either with 10 NFTs or I'm going to go away home crying. Um, so we do have an escrow system that we've built for that. Uh, we are going to have it based on kind of like a wager system. So for instance, if you have a thousand level, you want to have a thousand level game, you put a thousand level in, somebody else puts a thousand level in, and then we take out 5% for CyberX and our you know, server costs and whatnot, whatnot. And then whoever wins, they get the pot. Mm, now, we also have a referral system that, that I think is unique. The, the person who refers the player who puts money into the ante will get uh, a certain percentage. The percentage is changed depending on whether you're the first, second, or third level refer uh, referral. But uh, you will get a percentage of what they put into every single game they play. So if our games become botted, which is possible, then you as a referrer will probably make tons of level just rolling in because every mm -hmm. time that bot antes up, you're going to get a percentage of it. And that's something that's pretty unique. You know, it's not just a, every purchase, it's everything that they do. That's pretty amazing. Fair That's nice. what I'm excited about. <laughs> Love it, man. I mean, I'm, again, fanboy of shooter games, and I have been for, you know, decade plus now. Well, longer than that. I mean, geez, 2005, <laughs> five or something? Like, I mean, well, then, I mean, yeah, anyways, I'll... Don't get me started on gaming, man. Jeez. See, no, Tats, I want to get you started on gaming. No, man. I mean, this is like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I had to. Oh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, I'm excited. We love for game. It. Just, yeah, it's it, it's that is such a huge market and such an amazing market to get into. Um, well, one question yeah. before we, we wrap it up, John. But one question I, I, I did have. <clears throat> I, I read one of the posts. I would want to say it was about a year ago, maybe nine months ago, but there, there was a post that uh, stated a goal, which I, I like seeing that, uh, bring in a million people to Hive. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, how is, and you mentioned where the numbers are now, but I mean, that's yeah. not relevant. Um, how are the plans of that? Because obviously that entails you, the ideas of marketing and stuff. And you don't have to go into any of the details, but how are you standing with that? And, and how do those prospects still look to you going out the next, I don't know, one, two, three years, whatever your time? Yeah, is? So, so we haven't talked a lot within the inner circle about numbers and, and where we're going to be, because the reality is it's going to be whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, my goal when I first came in is, hey, the first day this thing comes out, I want to have a million people because I was seeing it as this is going to be amazing graphics, which it is. Um, it's There's amazing possibilities with ownership of, of the stuff in the game so there, there's a lot of reasons why a million one it's it's a great rounded number right um, but why it stood out we obviously didn't hit that we're open for free to the public because we want people to play so where do we see ourselves in two to three years um i haven't put a whole lot of thought into it really we are going to do a whole lot of marketing um so i haven't considered the number of where it's going to be <sighs> 
I would say as far as the marketing goes with the gaming guilds I have spoken to, I've spoken to some people from YGG, which if you're in the gaming world at all, you know who YGG is. Um, I've also talked to the Latin American, oh, what is there? I, I know it's L-A-T-A-M. I've talked to Ola GG. Uh, I've talked to some Turkish people. I've talked to some Philippine uh, gaming guilds. So I've talked to a lot of gaming guilds that are that are ready to come over. But the question they ask is, they do a lot of math. These guys aren't dumb, right? When when they want to play a game to earn money, they're in it to earn money. And so they ask questions like, okay, what is the ratio of how much money I make per kill versus how many times I die? Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so we we talk about numbers like that and what the possibilities are and that's what they're excited about they're excited about decks a lot of these guilds uh they have people in venezuela they've got people in i don't know colombia brazil um they've got a lot of people all over the place where playing a game could earn them quite a bit of money just like hive could make people a lot of money so the trading card games is very simple because the guild themselves can buy all the NFTs and then they can sponsor somebody else to play. And then somebody else can play for like 5% of whatever they're, you know, they can earn 5% of the thing. The guild makes a ton of money and the person playing feels like they're making a ton of money too. So they're really attracted to decks, but they don't want to buy in until the game is ready and they can play it. Mm. And that's kind of the standstill where we are. Um, we'll be releasing it soon. Uh, I have felt like it was within hours of being released multiple times. Uh, we've been told by the developer, if everything goes great, we'll have it by this weekend a, a few times. Um, but I've seen the whiteboard on, on what things he has to finish. And some things go by very quickly. Like in one day, I've seen three or four things checked off. And on others, I've seen it two or three days go by before something is checked off. So I think once we, we have something like that released, we'll see huge improvement. The to go back to your and still answering your question um the marketing we have twitter uh we have somebody who's been doing instagram and TikTok. the i have advertised on youtube with the with the um, gaming trailer i imagine there's going to be a whole lot more of that if we do get a proposal through hive that is approved we will likely have some kind of funds in there that will also be earmarked for marketing to bring people over to hive it makes sense to do that um so there will be some development costs, advertising costs. So I would say in two to three years, with our referral system, with the advertising, I think we're going to get a lot more with grassroots referrals than we are with us paying, you know, YouTubes and the Facebooks and stuff yeah. like that. Hmm. Yeah, and then the other problem is how do you get a million accounts? There, that's yeah. the other issue. So yeah. you gotta you gotta scale it up over time. And that's when we would have to, you know, and, and we've talked a lot about that. And that's why we had the delegation program. Hey, delegate us some HP and we will vote, you know, throughout and we'll earn you some curation or whatnot. Um, and so we have had a really good effort in that regard. I think we have over 25,000 HP that's been delegated to us. And we've been using that. We've been very wise with what we've been doing. I think we've had like a 9 to 12% return, uh, depending on what month you're looking at. Um so that's been really good. So we do have some account creation tokens, which for those that don't understand, basically we have the ability to open an account for you for free um, on Hive. And so a lot of it we're doing when we reach out to other blockchains, we say, hey, come over here, play the game, and we'll give you a Hive account for free. Imagine that. So, <laughs> and that's how we've been getting uh, several people referred over to play the game. So. I think that will happen a lot more. Um, just like Splinterlands, I think you can come in from a different angle on Splinterlands and not even touch Hive. 
but I think you can create an account through Splinterlands. So well, and they also had like a starter pack, which costs like 10 bucks or something. And which includes that, an account, right? Yeah. And now that yeah, they, yeah. Bought, they bought accounts. Yeah. So we, we want it to be a truly a free to play, play to earn. So there are going to be times when you can play where you won't earn anything. And there'll be other times that we'll sponsor events where it's free to play and you'll earn something because it's sponsored. Whether that's the gaming guild themselves that say, hey, we'll put up 10,000 level for the people to earn. Or whether that's CyberX that says, hey, we've been collecting 5%. Let's put up a, a sponsored event. Mm -hmm. And because we really are trying to make this games for gamers, we are gamers ourselves. The idea is not that we get filthy rich off of this. It's just that we pr we provide a way for other people to come in and enjoy a game and earn at the same time. So I've, I have a feeling we're going to do a whole lot of sponsored events. We've already given out millions of level. We've given out thousands of crates. I think we're up to about 13,000 crates we've just given away. Um, and the price right now per crate is $5 in level, Hiveback dollars or Hive. I haven't announced it yet, but we are going to be doubling that price in the very near term future. Um, the only thing that won't double is the cost in level. So you'll still be able to pay for the crates uh, in level at the $5 mark. But if you want to pay in Hive or Hiveback dollars, it'd be 10. Hmm. I haven't announced that. This is the first time I've said that out loud. So um, that announcement will be coming out soon. Uh, we lowered it down from $20 about a month and a half ago with the idea that decks would be coming out in the next couple of weeks. It's already been a month and a half. And so we've given people ample opportunity to buy the crates at the at the 75% off level. Um, so we'll do $5 in level, $10 hive back dollars or hive. And eventually that will also go back up to $20. So that's that's the general idea. We have ways to bring in the income, give the people the great stuff that they're looking for. We have a limited number of NFTs, limited number of level, and I think that's going to bode well for people that jump in early versus late. Not financial advice, but that's my personal opinion. I got some. I got a little bit of level. I have. Hundred, I have about grand. twelve million. I that's got only insane. a couple hundred grand. So. Yeah, I just yeah. looked at the rich list of level. I was like, oh, this guy's. Yeah, he's 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 all in, man. Every so everything that I have earned, almost everything I have earned from writing the posts for CyberX, I've put into Level. And so, if anybody wants to look at my transaction history with Level, you'll see that that I am really behind this game. One, I'm not paid to say any of this stuff. Right. They just think that I I have a voice that people can understand. And two, I really am putting my money behind it because I do believe in in what I'm doing. Am I investing? I mean, I see it as investing, but they don't. They see it as me just really enjoying the game. <laughs> uh, my plan was to only buy 1 million level, but I got that in February of last year. And when I hit it, I thought, you know what? The prices are low enough. I I want to hold a million level. I might as well just keep buying. And then when I have the opportunity to sell, then I can sell some later. But it has just gotten to the point where the, the cost of level has gone down so dramatically that mm. I'm just buying up every every amount that I can understanding that at some point there will be very little to sell on the market from the game maker. And when that happens, scarcity increases because I ain't selling for a while. And I know some other people, like I know Conan has bought 50 million plus and he ain't selling for a while. So, you know, you, you get people with diamond hands and scarcity causes some amazing things to happen. Mm. That's a good point. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob the Builder, the the I do a lot of things for CyberX, but I'm not paid guy. Right? That's right. That's that's yeah. That the, the I probably put in about 
20 hours a week, honestly, into Discord and mm -hmm. writing posts and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Dude, looking forward to it, man. And um, now I'm going to have to start uh, buying level. I, I, I got, got a little library. I, I, got, I, got, I got like, I think 20 grand in it or something like so. It's nothing, but. Well, once you get 200,000 level, we are actually giving mm -hmm. one crate away per month for the next two months. We haven't taken the snapshot for this month. So mm -hmm. March, April, and May, if you have 200,000 up to a million for every mm -hmm. 200,000 you have, we'll give you a free crate. Wow. Um, and that That's each better. crate holds five NFTs. You can go to our website, cyberxmarket.com. In order to purchase those, you have to sign in with a Hive account uh, nice. to be able to purchase them. And uh, yeah, so that's a way you can get free crates. So if you just get up to 200000 which I don't think is very difficult in yeah. today's dollar amounts, um, that's a free five bucks every every month for a little bit. Not bad. And for someone like me that's got $12 million, I still only get five because that, we only go up to the million. That's where we limit you. Mm. There you go. Dude, fascinating stuff, man. Um, appreciate it and um, looking forward to everything that's happening with CyberX and um, we'll, we'll make a shooter out of task yet. Yeah. You, you didn't make me a Splinterlanderer. No, well, yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't. I know, but I have, yeah. Well, when the, when the daily quest turned into quarterly, I kind of got a little. Yeah. Yeah. Daily quest turned into this. Yeah, quarterly for you. Yeah. Sure, sure, shooter game might be on the cards, or, or that, that tower game could be interesting. I, I love tower defense. Yeah. Well, yeah. now that it's only ten gigs to download, it's it's worth a download to play at least a couple times. I think we're gonna have a tournament this weekend that starts at midnight UTC Friday night. So essentially all day Saturday and all day Sunday UTC time, uh, and whoever kills the most. They get uh, they get some crates. So the number one gets eight crates, which is the equivalent right now of forty bucks, uh, and it goes all the way down to I think the ninth or tenth best. We'll, we'll end up getting some crates for free. So it's a great time to play for free and, and earn some. So task if you want to go on there and, and play, I'll, I'll be happy to go and, and pop you off with my sniper. <laughs> oh well, I got so much. That that's a great thing it, to close this show. This is a great thing about Hive. Another great show. Thank you for coming on, Bob, and sharing with us. This is just another opportunity, another reason why John and I, and obviously Bob, uh, he admits he's a Hive Maxi too. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many different directions to go. Not only with 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 our money, but our time. And it's like you're saying it's only 10 gigs to download. I'm like. Okay, and when am I going to have time to do this? There's so much other stuff. So it, it's amazing. It's awesome. And, um, you know, I'll put together an article. I might get with you over next week to, to get some highlights if, that we didn't hit on the show. And I'll put together an article or two and try to get a little more, a few more eyeballs on the project. If I, I can. appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And everyone you for betcha. tuning in. You guys have a great weekend. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.